Up next, it's our annual prediction scorecard. That's right. We're hitting rewind on what we got right and what we got wrong in last year's predictions. And it's all set up for our next episode in which we'll look at the big trends we see shaping the world of marketing in 2019. Our prediction? There's all kinds of awesome to be had on the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, Rick Matheson here, joined as always by my friend Rick Wooten. How are you doing, Rick Wooten? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Matheson? Well, uh, you know, a little bit nervous. We're making good on our promise to listeners last year to circle back on our predictions for marketing in 2018 to see where we hit and where we missed. And there's lots of good learning over the last year. Right. So in this episode, folks, we're going to be looking at the predictions that we made in our January 2018 predictions episode for 2018. So we're going to revisit those, see what we got right and what we got horribly wrong. And then next episode, we're going to be giving you our big 2019 predictions. But there were actually other predictions that we made that were actually pretty funny when I listened to the episode again. And and I want to start out with one of those. So if you remember uh, when when you, you were in a store, you saw the Justice League Pez dispensers, and you saw that, that, that they had left out Wonder Woman. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And you were you were quite irritated about the whole thing. And we were talking about that on the show. But, you know, the funny thing is, is in the course of that, what you ended up predicting was that you and I would have our own pest dispensers. And so <laughs> I, I have to say, I mean, we're we're a year out now. I, I don't know when that, that prediction was supposed to happen, but I'm quite disappointed I don't have my own pest dispenser. Damn yet. it. Somebody page Captain Marvel. That's right. <laughs> we need to get cracking on that. Well, it's, Cap- it's Captain Marvel and her cat, right? Because I, I think the Internet's been yes. blowing up all week with the fact that she's got a cat and the cat is supposed to be the best character in the whole movie now yes captain marvel is a cat lady who knew hey so uh my number five last year uh, and and i'm pleased to say i felt like it trended in the right direction was that I i was looking at all the advertisement that we were that we'd seen in 2017 and it was so heavily political and if you remember every tech company was coming out and making a political statement they were trying to jump in tell you to vote for i mean it was it was just over the top with the with you know political innuendos and advertising and my prediction was that the companies were going to slow down on that you know and and now that we were done with the the election they were going to you know, revert back to maybe some of the more funny or feel good stuff uh, I, I had it i had it i think pretty pretty right i mean i if i reflect back at the advertising particularly in the ones that we focused on in our show for the last year uh, we did see a lot less of the political advertising we saw a lot more of the feel good and maybe not as much of the funny as i'd really hoped and predicted that we'd seen. So I'd say I was, you know, maybe a C plus on that one. I kind of had it in the right direction. Didn't quite nail it because I really thought that, you know, uh, advert pranks and, you know, humorous advertising would win out this last year. You know what? I would give you a higher score than that. I think that you you did call it pretty well if you think about it. I mean, there was far less sort of overt anti or pro one thing or the other. And if I remember correctly, you said that it's not that folks won't 
won't have some meaningful things to talk about. It's just that it won't necessarily be my tribe against yours. It's exactly. going to be, if you're going to talk about these things, it's going to be about, hey, how do we get something done? And I think you called that pretty well. So I would give you more than a C plus on, on that for sure. Well, thank you very much. My prediction about the San Francisco 49ers going to the Super Bowl, thanks to Jimmy Garofalo, pretty much was decimated <laughs> right out right off the bat so i'm I'm glad you brought that up because that was in my list to talk about as we work through the predictions holy smokes now i i know that one of my predictions i predicted that google parent alphabet would just go ahead and change its name to dollar sign and and that (laughs) didn't happen either (laughs) they did not change their name to dollar sign but instead i hear that they are thinking about calling themselves hey at least we're not facebook We'll see what 2019 has in store, but I am not making a prediction on that. As I recall, your number five from last year was that you said that more brands would be preparing for the post-screen internet and that uh, generally you felt that they were going to adopt more devices like Alexa or, you know, smartphones or what have you, as opposed to uh, building everything for visual internet. Yeah, I think that all signs are that that did indeed start to happen. We've seen voice assistants literally take off. Those devices have taken off faster than any other technology ever. And you hear even smaller businesses talking about, oh, we got to get ready for voice. Comscore estimates that voice to text is going to account for over 50% of all search activity by next year, so 2020. And so I think through 2018, we've started to see a pivot there. It does play in to search, you know, SEO and SEM. And the low-hanging fruit was sort of starting to craft organic content around the questions that people would ask, like, you know, where's the nearest IHOB or <laughs> what the hell is ASMR? <laughs> What's the difference between McGrimace and Thanos? So I think that's started to happen. Proof will be in the pudding, I think, by the end of this year, maybe first half of 2020 to see if that that has really, you know, taken off to the point where it deserves the title of, you know, post-screen internet. I agree I'm, I'm going to give myself a B plus on that one. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, you, and you know, when we were uh, going through that segment, I made a joke and it literally was a joke that, it, you know, at some point we would have Alexa built into a microwave so we can tell it how long to cook our food. They literally released a Alexa microwave, uh, if you remember, and a wall clock. So, I mean, they're they're putting these smart assistants into everything now. Yeah. And you know what? I hear that usually when folks get a, you know, Alexa, the normal device at home, the smart speaker, they use it for about a month and then it starts to die off. Not completely, but they use it less. I have heard that the big move for these voice assistants is actually to get into your car. They want it fully integrated with the car system, not doing this through Bluetooth or something. They literally want this to be built into upcoming vehicles because think of the commerce. You know, you can check your ballots and you're already been yeah. you know, sort of passively authenticated. It's not like you're saying your password out loud so that you can do things on your commute. Hey, order this, you know, or let me call so-and-so. 2020, I think that's going to be kind of the big thing where people are like, yeah, hey, I got Alexa in the car. Before we go further, we do have to take a break here, folks. So be right back. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. All right, Rick and Rick Nation, we're back with our scorecard from our 2018 predictions on Rick and Rick. For our number four predictions, you and I both picked important companies uh, and, and we made predictions based on it. So for me, I picked Apple. 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I kept looking at 2017. If you remember, Apple went through the whole battery thing where they were kind of throttling people's batteries. And then they released some really buggy software in both the Mac and the, the iPhone. And they just, they just had a lot of stumbles. And frankly, we're not seeing innovative products from them. And so I predicted that in, uh, in 2018, we would see them start to plateau and maybe even take a little bit of a decline. And I have to say, I was pretty close on this one. So number one, I, I, would, I would say we're not hearing the hype around Apple that we were two years ago or three years ago. It's really kind of quieted down that we're looking for that innovation. We're looking for the, a, a reason to get excited about them again. But even when you break it down to like brass tacks, if you look at their sales over the last three or last four quarters, mm -hmm. um, beginning of the year, they, they did pretty well. The first three quarters, they were just slightly up and slightly up and slightly up. But in Q4, they hit the ceiling and they actually declined four and a half percent year over year, which is, I think, the first time since 2016 that they've actually taken, mm -hmm. you know, a decrease. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't count them out. By no means do I think this is a has-been company. It's just I'm saying that, you know, they haven't been able to live up to the continuously growing hype. And at some point they were going to hit the ceiling. And I think they've done that. We'll see you know, how, how far down they come before, you know, they reach a new norm. And frankly, I'm, I'm really hope they can turn it around and come out with something that's just going to completely get people excited about them again and to see that stock growing again completely but i think you totally called it you know on the one hand you have apple again interbrand's number one most beloved most valued brand in august was the first to become the first trillion dollar business so on many respects it's like hey it's still moving but they've depended so heavily on iphone sales and that's sort of a mature market now that they need to come up with something they need that next new iphone and so so far, at least, it sounds like their big play in 2019 is really about services, like expanding yeah. out. iTunes is going to Google as well. And so I think that we're going to see more of that this year, The their entertainment and content sort of ecosystem growing because it is a huge moneymaker, but also they don't have any new device yet. Probably in my biggest stretch prediction last year, I predicted that Disney would have the number one grossing movie each of the months of 2018. Now, if you'd go by the measure of this movie opened in a given month, was it number one for the month? Disney did not conquer at all by that measure. But if you go by which movies within a month had the cumulative most revenue at the box office, let's see where it turns out. January 2018, top earner was in Insidious, The Last Key, I never saw it. Not a Disney movie. But Star Wars, The Last Jedi was still in theaters from December. In fact, it was in theaters until April 19th, and it had worldwide revenues of $1,358,000,000. So it wow. was the biggest moneymaker that happened to have been in theaters in January, February. So Star Wars can cover February already, but there was also this little movie called Pink Panther. I mean, Black <laughs> Panther, which was which was in theaters for 25 years. I mean, 25 weeks of closing on August 9th with $1,346,000,000 in global revenue. So January and February. 
done. March, your big movie last year that I, I just kind of like. Ready Player One was the number one movie for March. But yep. both Black Panther and Star Wars were still playing and with higher grosses to date in March. So January, February, March. April, little movie called Avengers Infinity War. Get this. I, I didn't realize this. Infinity War was in theaters until September 13th. And wow. it made $2 billion, $48 million in global box office. $2 billion. Wow. $48 million in box office revenues globally. So that's January, February, March, April. May, Solo's a Star Wars flop was at number two. <laughs> However, we still have Last Jedi, Black Panther, and Infinity War all in theaters in the month of May and all blowing everyone else away. So January, February, March, April, May. June, what happens in June? Incredibles 2. This one was surprising, so get this. It opened in June and stayed until in theaters until December 13th. 2018. And it made $1,242,000,000 in global box office. That gets us through you know, half the year. Where I thought I was going to fall apart on this prediction, August. Disney was nowhere to be found in the top 10, thanks to The Meg, The Spy Who Dumped Me, and Crazy Rich Asians. But by our measure, total cumulative box office, Disney was still unstoppable in August. And same with September, despite having to open up against such blockbusters as White Boy Rick. <laughs> October. Venom was a smash hit, was not Marvel. So that doesn't quite count. It did beat out our Disney's for that month. But again, in total box office, all three of those, just Infinity War itself was still in theaters at that time. November. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch beat Disney's Wreck-It Ralph for the month. But get this, we still got those other movies that were still in the theaters that month. But also Wreck-It Ralph went on to actually earn more than Dr. Seuss's the Grinch that stole Christmas. So it covers that month by itself. Then December, last month of the year, WB's Aquaman made $1,138,000,000 splash during its 66 days in the theater. But Incredibles 2 was still in theaters through December 13th and still made more than Aquaman. So Aquaman, $1,138,000,000. Incredibles 2 earned $1,242,000,000. So there was a $100 million difference there. Incredibles 2 ended up beating Aquaman as well. So that gets us January through December. So I'm going to at least give myself a B on that prediction because by that measure, they blew everyone else out of the water. You know, that's incredible. You know, we, we kept talking about this throughout the year just to see how things were doing, but it is, uh, it is absolutely incredible the powerhouse that Disney has become. <clears throat> so my number three prediction was around AR and VR, and it was kind of a bifurcated prediction. It was, it was kind of like a, an A-B test. If something happens, then I predict A, and if not, then I predict B. And, and what it was is that it was mainstream accessibility to AR and VR. If we can get some mainstream, then I think the A, like all the marketers, all the, the content creators are going to jump on it and finally do something with it. If we don't, then I think this is gonna be a year of pause. That was my prediction. Uh, and, and maybe I was playing both sides of the coin too well there because, you know, that we've kind of seen the latter. Even though we had a great device in the Oculus Go, uh, it really didn't get the marketing support. It didn't really get pushed out there really broadly. And we knew that there was more devices on the horizon. And I think, you know, within the next couple months, we're going to see the Quest, right? The Oculus Quest, which, you know, again, is another standalone unit, maybe a little more expensive, but it doesn't require a PC. So I, I think that we're getting close to the tipping point where they're, 
the the VR AR gear is readily available enough that we're going to start seeing some investments. Um, but I, I don't feel that we've reached that tipping point yet. Now, with that said, um, you know we still are seeing some really innovative stuff. I, you know, on the on the show earlier this year, we talked about uh, Nike's what was it? Uh, Kyrie Four yeah. Carpet Experience, yeah. and they sold out these brand new set of shoes using AR in an hour. Yeah. So people had to use this whole AR experience to experience the shoes and purchase the shoes, and then boom, in an hour they're all gone. So we've seen some success. I you know I was at the uh, movie theater recently, and uh, there's a company coming in uh, called spaces and they're doing a terminator vr setup within the theater so you know you can do it maybe before the movie or after the movie or what have you and i think i think if i'm not mistaken they're using the vive for that uh i i've I've also been to dave and busters and i you and i shared with you that the jurassic park experience that they had there again built on the htc vive so it's it's we're starting to see a little bit of maturity in that, but we're still not seeing the broad accessibility that that we need to for these things to really take off. I'm with you on that. I think that we'll see more live AR coolness before we see sort of the mass market through a consumer device. To your point last year, and it sounds like you're sort of reiterating it now, is it's all going to come down with somebody coming up with something really cool and satisfying and sustainable before it's really going to take off like crazy. I think I predicted that some companies and some industries will back down a bit from online video marketing. I will say (laughs) that I realize now that there's no way to prove or disprove that one. Uh, So I'm going to claim victory, but um, I believe that that is true. In some companies and some industries, they had a hard time really doing it really well and have probably backed off. But the place where it's overt is in media properties. So brands like Mike, literally closed. NBC Universal CISO, and I think Verizon had that Go90 service. They were all trying to create video content for online audiences. They just saw video go kaput as a traffic generator for them. And you know, what was called the much vaunted pivot to video really became a pivot to nowhere for a lot of companies in that space. So I'm still going to claim victory, though I'll give myself like a C. Yeah, I think you and I both played this one a little bit safe. You know, my prediction on AR and VR you know, your prediction on the video marketing. I, I, I think we both deserve C's on this one. <laughs> we took yes. it pretty safe. Number two was, was ours together, but it was really yours. Uh, and it was uh, the marketers will realize that the only products that matter are weenies. Uh, Remember that? Yeah. So I think that happened. And I think we were talking about Domino's. Um, I think the Domino's has continued yeah. to innovate. What's interesting, if we look back at this past year, Domino's also just learned to use the channels it was already using even better. I mean, your favorite in social media was paving for pizzas. And I think that Domino's is doing a great job there. You know, we are talking about a pizza company that has enabled you to order pizza from Slack, from Facebook Messenger, from yeah. mobile apps to Twitter with the use of emojis, Alexa, smart TVs. So I think they're going to continue that. I'm not sure I saw any new spectacular channel open up. I think that they're just doing everything that they do even better. I think it's fun. I'll at least give myself a C on that one. Well, you know, our, our number one was around AI. And, and and I admit it last year, I worked for an AI company, so I'm a little bit biased on this one. But there were a couple of funny things that I predicted, and, and they were just mostly in the commentary. I said, we're going to see it in refrigerators and microwaves. AI is going to be everywhere. Well, within days of us recording the show, but before I think we even, you know, uh, uh, released the show, LG announced a refrigerator with AI. And then within a month, uh, a company I'd never heard of called Markov issued a patent for an AI microwave uh, and an oven. And I think they've, they started shipping it now. 
And then I, I made a joke about how, you know, AI was going to help us find all the TV shows in the future. And then in June, Netflix came out and started talking about how, hey, on the back end, by the way, we're using AI and it determines which TV shows you watch. So, you know, I, I felt like I pretty much nailed this one. Like, you know, AI is everywhere. It's the marketing hype. It's, you know, what every company wants to add to their their vernacular so that they sound, you know, like they're current and, and trendy. Uh, but, you know, AI is here. It's going to be here for a little bit. I think you've called all of those exactly spot on. The the one thing, and, I'm, you know, if you look at the things that you're talking about, there is sort of the order of hipness for companies saying, you know, they've got AI-based X, Y, and Z. But they're also on that back end in terms of figuring out how to better service customers, where I think that my prediction about it kind of stepping off a little bit for marketers is really in that outbound, you know, new customer acquisition marketing. There have been strides made. I just think that some companies have kind of felt like eh, it's not really working the way that I want it or expected it to work just yet. It will, but I think that there's still kind of that, that curve up. I will point out that deep learning, so that that facet of AI is literally, it's at the peak of inflated expectations in Gartner's hype cycle last year. And AI-based wow. consumer-facing solutions, such as those virtual assistants, they actually show it starting to drop into the trough of disillusionment. Specifically, Gartner's hype cycle for digital marketing for 2018 uh, shows AI for marketing. So literally AI for customer acquisition just crossing over this past year from innovation trigger to rise to the peak of inflated expectations. So I think 2019, 2020, they think that, that people are going to throw up their hands for a little bit and then someone will do something super cool. Yeah. It becomes a great new thing and it's it's ubiquitous. No, I actually, I think I think we did pretty well. Uh, I, I think that uh, we took a couple safe bets and those those rang true. Uh, we we kind of stretched it a little bit and, you know, you know, surprisingly hit a few that I didn't expect. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pleased with this overall, and I, I'm eager to see what you're going to predict for this next year. Yes. Speaking of which, folks, on our next episode, now that we have done our little walk down memory lane on our 2018 predictions, we're going to present our top five predictions for 2019, each of us. And they'll probably cover a lot of these same topics and more. So you definitely want to come back and listen to that. I'm feeling like a stable genius, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm epic in my own world. All right. Well, epically speaking, I think that's going to round up this episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World. So thank you for listening and be sure to check us out on rickandrick.com subscribe on itunes and through soundcloud and wherever else you see rick and rick rule the world and come on back for our next big episode on the one show where everybody's name is rick and everybody rules the world thanks everyone <laughs>